minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. From inside the warehouse at Oreo Park at Camden Yards, it is the Mass and All Access podcast. Paul Mancano and Bobby Blanco. Bobby's peeking his head out into through the window. They're, um, I don't want to say repairing, but they're just doing a lot of stuff to the field here at Camden Yards, and they've got a home game coming up in two days, and it's supposed to rain. I would trust Nicole. Oh, I definitely trust Nicole, but it's just interesting on. what's going on. I mean, it looks like they're just reseeding yeah. it or something. I don't know. There's, they. The, the lines are all messed up. They honestly have... Um, I had to do a double take when I first got in here. They are the... on, And I, I say this, like, truly, like, they are the... I've seen them do things to the field that I never knew was possible. Oh, Like, no, they are on the cutting I know edge. nothing about groundskeeping. Yeah. Like, literally not. I know how to mow my lawn, and that is about it. I've watched... I've learned everything I know about groundskeeping from watching these from people. From this window. Yeah, and I... <laughs> well, what are they doing right now? I mean, they I just no dropped idea. a bunch of seeds, I think. I have no idea, but I know it's going to look beautiful in a few days. It, 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 I, well, that's my concern, though, is that is it because it's supposed to rain? Are they doing this ahead of the rain, or are they... Um, yeah. I, I live in an apartment building, so I can't take anything that I've learned from this and, and you utilize apply it, it yeah. uh, in my own regular life. But I'm sure it will come in handy when I'm 45 and have four kids and don't want to hire a landscaper to do my yard work yeah i also live in an apartment so i have no lawn maintenance needs but i did grow up cutting the lawn at my parents house so that's a do you make a little money they pay you no hell no uh no no no. that was a chore that was a that but was sometimes you get allowance i mean did you get allowance? no i was never an allowance kid i wasn't either but but that's because i didn't do any work so. <laughs> well there you go um <laughs> Gives you insight into how I became what I am today, if that's, you know, any kind of benefit there, Bob. Um, no, I was not an allowance kid, but I also wasn't a grounded kid. I never, we never, we didn't do ground, like my sister and I never oh, got really? grounded. No. So, so you were good kids, is what you're saying? Uh, See, I, I never no, got grounded. No, well, I mean, like we never, I'm not saying we never got in trouble, but that was never a punishment. Getting, being grounded right. was never a punishment. It was more of like, you're going to get yelled at for like a half hour and then we'll call it a day. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Like, I... I don't think I got my car taken away from me either when in high school. Yeah. No, it was uh, oh, I didn't good mutual respect between parental units and children good. in our household. But yeah, no, I did not get an allowance for cutting my lawn. I was I actually enjoyed it. It was kind of like a therapeutic thing. Like get a nice hot day out, Yeah, you know, throw on like workout clothes and throw in your headphones and just kind of take an hour to mow the lawn. I, I, enjoy, I kind of enjoyed it. Sure. We all love manual labor. At times, uh, just I kidding. Mean, I hate I would, it. I, clearly, because you did nothing. <laughs> clearly, have you seen the kind of shape I'm in, Bobby? <laughs> For those who haven't seen me, um, and there are what are you, you doing? Follow me. at Mass and Orioles. <laughs> and two, I'm extremely ripped. So Bobby's lying. No, you're a very thin, you saw fit me, man. You saw me, Bobby, doing the segment yesterday amongst the birds oh, yeah. in the the um, garden, the Oriole Garden. I was out there, you know. I, I had the, the guns explo- exposed. <laughs> you were wearing a button down. I was wearing a button down. <laughs> it was like a little tight fitting. Let me tell you, the amount of females. Sun's that out, buttons by up. And that just, you know, I was I was drawing I was turning heads, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were standing in the middle of the flower patch outside the the war memorial <laughs> at Camden yeah. Yards. There were two guys behind me literally making fun of me as I was doing it. Yeah. Um that you can't see on camera. Yeah. But uh I uh dug up some info on that, by the way. 
that yeah. uh, we're going to get into at some point. It was a great piece. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, talking about the Delmarva Shorebirds and all the, the great ones that they have down there in the single-A level. Um, there are a couple other guys around the Orioles minor league system that I want to talk about today, too, because they've been crushing it there. Um, right now, tough. We're tough. Caught in a tough spot here. Got rained out yesterday. The Orioles, they're playing a doubleheader today against the White Sox before they come home on Friday. Uh, they are right now mired in a little bit of a losing streak as of the time of this recording. This doubleheader might be giving them an opportunity to kind of get some games back, though. David has and Andrew Cashner taking the mounds, arguably exactly. two of their better pitchers. And uh, Cashner has been arguably, the best pitcher. Yeah, and he has been uh, has gotten a string of wins. I think he has four wins, which is like more than almost anybody else in baseball right now at this point. Yeah. Um, so he has been on the, the positive side, on the mound for some good wins as well. Um, but, Bobby, I, I do want to talk about some of these minor leaguers because, um, first off, Delmarva, I have the research already done, so right. it is allows me to be the most lazy, the laziest, if you will, yeah. when I uh, go through some of these. Um, but there are some guys down there that are, are crushing it. So reusing data. Okay. But if you haven't seen the piece, go watch Correct. it. Correct. I want to talk about these guys. Right no, now. I do too. Uh, Adam Hall is a guy who doesn't get a whole lot of mention. He's 19 years old. He is crushing it. He's a shortstop. He was a second-round pick a couple years ago, the year before Caden Grenier, who was last year, so 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going into last night's game, he was hitting 347. By the way, the team as a whole is absolutely crushing it. They have 18 wins. They won again yesterday. Um, he's hitting. He was going into last night hitting 347. He's been great. Caden Grenier has kind of gotten off to a slow start at the plate, but defensively he's been solid as expected. You've got this guy, Robert Newstrom, who most people might not know. He's a fifth-round pick. He's hitting – he's got an OPS over 900. Uh, and then the two pitchers that I highlight in that piece, Blaine Knight and Grayson Rodriguez, who are um, both um, highly t- – came were highly touted coming into the Orioles organization. One of them was a first-round pick in Grayson Rodriguez, and both of these guys have been excellent. Under one ERAs, um, they are undefeated as pitchers. Um Awesome to see the young talent that we're seeing, even all the way down at the minor, at the single A level. And that's what we've been asking for slash hoping for, as you know, guys who have covered this team over the past couple of years and, and this fan base, kind of replenish the farm system. Not just have great players at AAA or AA, but all the way through down to yeah. the rookie level Gulf Coast League. Have young, controllable talent that are playing well in their systems, have the ability to grow, have the ability to advance throughout the system, and then eventually one day contribute, hopefully, to the Major League Club. And, you know, these are guys that are carryovers from the previous regime, but it's good to see that they're they're playing well. That these, you know, when I say replenish the farm system, I don't mean trade away everybody right, and right. then bring in everybody. Because, you know, you, that's... It just something. means adding talent. Right. That's what Michael Elias talked about. And then also evaluating the talent already there. Yeah. And so they're, they've they seen guys like Grayson Rodriguez and they, they like what they've seen. They're keeping him. And I'm sure these, you know, three, you know, 0.54 ERA is, is, you know, raising some eyebrows in the Orioles front office and being like, all right, this guy can pitch and let's continue his development. Let's right. make sure he gets what he needs. Um, so it, it's, it's great to see not just, you know, at Norfolk or Bowie, yeah team succeeding but Delmarva all the way down um, into the single A levels to, as well. Right, and I think it's also interesting to highlight some of these guys because 
we talk about how the Orioles rebuild is going to take it. You know, I think obviously Michael Elias has never put a firm date on it, yeah, but can't. we've acknowledged on this podcast, it's going to take a while. Right. It's not going to be, you know, at the end of this year, might not be next year, might not be the year. So it's going to take a while for them to rebuild all the talent from the bottom level up. So to when you see guys who are 19 years old, like Adam Hall and Grayson Rodriguez at the single A level, those guys might line up with the Orioles timeline. When they start to really get good, these guys might be 21, 22 and be bursting onto the scene in the big league level. So these guys are, you know, they might be, whereas with like, uh, you know, t- the, the Orioles teams of 2016, 2014, 2012, even they had, you know, when you look at the minor league system, you'd never really looked beyond double A, never really went that far down because it's like those guys are years away and we're focused on this year's team. But when you look at, this current team and the timeline that they have, you want to look at a level that that low, and you want to look at guys who are that young, right? And it, it's like you know, we talked about. You want to see guys, you know, the fans and, and even us as reporters or guys who cover the team. We want to see what the young talent they have. You know, we want to see guys make the dump from the jump from Double A to Triple A, or from Double A and Triple A to the major leagues. Yeah. We want to know who's playing with this club in August and September. But you also want to see progression through the farm system. We want to see guys go from low A ball to high A ball, from high A ball to double A ball, from yeah. double A to triple A. You know, it's it's that gradual progression throughout the entire system that really establishes and and confirms a strong farm hand a farm. You yeah. know, and, and and all throughout the entire minor league system. And you also want to build a winning, a winning culture down there. You yeah. mentioned the the shorebirds are eighteen and four right now and Having only lost four games through this part of the season, that's fantastic. It's great to see, and yeah. you know, you don't want them to sacrifice. You know your major league, especially during a rebuild. Your major league success. I mean, obviously that's the main goal, but like, right. you know, if going through a rebuild, all right, cool. Like the AAA team's playing well, and the major league team's playing a little better than expected, but AA and below, you know, they're just not winning as many games as they probably should. But you want to create that winning culture from the get-go with these young guys. That way, when they advance throughout the system and eventually contribute out here in Camden Yards and with the Baltimore Orioles, they already have that work ethic, that, that, you know, commitment to excellence and that commitment to winning. Yeah. So moving on up, as you mentioned, progressing through the the Orioles farm system. Moving on up from single A all the way up to uh, double A. We're skipping over Frederick for because I'm lazy and I don't do research, Bobby. You know this. Uh, let's just move on to the Bowie Bay Sox mm-hmm. because they have a couple guys there um, who uh, have shown out as well. And some guys that they got at last year's trade deadline, too, that um, have, are really starting to impress. One guy in particular, Rylan Bannon, he, when he came over um, in the Manny Machado deal, he's a little bit undersized. He struggled when he came over. Um, the the last month and a half of the season was tough for Bannon. Um, he's a guy that can play shortstop. He can, uh, he can play second base. He can play third base. Um, he's doing really well so far. He's hitting 273. He's got three homers. And he's splitting time almost evenly between third base and second base. 15 games at third base, 11 games at second base. He's going to be somebody I think it's interesting because you obviously – all the, the entire roster, Orioles big league roster, is malleable. Um, but when you look at guys, especially like we'll touch on AAA, you want to start to, in your mind at least, fit guys into certain spots. Yeah. Um, and you want to at least have room for guys in the big leagues. 
right now you have Jonathan VR, but there could be, you know, there's, I, I would say right now with Rio Ruiz and Renato Nunez splitting time at third base, that position could be in flux for a while, especially if they want to move Ryan Mountcastle to first base or move him off of the hot corner. So somebody to to give Bannon an opportunity at second, but also third, I think is is hugely important. And you mentioned he has played a little shortstop too? I think so. Okay. I think so in the past. Well, I mean, so like the way I look at it, to kind of go along with some of your thoughts right there is, you know, the, the low, especially the low, but like the rookie level Gulf Coast League, the you know Arizona Fall League, we're taking that what it is, but like single A, that is for me is just to get guys used to playing professional baseball. Yeah, that's technically professional baseball. You know, yeah. it's not the major leagues, but that is you're a professional ball player at that point. So you're just getting guys acclimated to that lifestyle, to playing at a new level, a higher level than high school or college, whatever it may be. And then once you get to double A, like you said, kind of alluded to double A, triple A, that's when you're trying to find okay, is this guy a fit for our system, our team, yeah. And where does he fit? Double A maybe has a little more leniency in, in the sense that, like, all right, like, like a Ryland Bannon can. All right, let's move him around. Let's see where he fits best in terms of third, short, or second. Um, but looking to the future, because all right, is Richie Martin for sure going to be our shortstop of the future? Uh, Jonathan Villar, Renato Nunez, Rio Ruiz. We're not sure if they're a part of our long term plans. Um, we're probably. We, we touched on Trey Mancini a week or so ago, but, you know, we're probably okay at first base with Trey Mancini for the long term. So yeah. let's look at the other parts of our infield. You know, at double A with the guy with him hitting 273 and playing solid defense, let's move him around and see where he fits best and and try to find a place for him in our long-term plans. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at, obviously... And then you find us that spot and mm, have him stick to it. Yeah, and if you look at the Orioles' top prospect list, which is never a you know perfect blueprint by any stretch. Right. But can kind of give you an idea of where the depth is in a farm system and where they hope to fill spots in the future. You know, they have Mount Castle, who's right up at the top and is listed as a third baseman, but we all know that he's had defensive struggles and they might want to move him off that at some point soon. So to have kind of infield depth behind VR and Mount Castle and then, you know, at the big league level and, and Ruiz and Nunez... Um, that's good to see. Right, especially considering the American League. Like, what if Ryan Mancastle, we've said all along, his bat plays, but his defense has... Yeah, what, what if a defense never gets there, and then he just becomes a great DH? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you don't want to see young guy do that so early in his career. Mm-hmm. Like, and that that's a special case. Like, you know, there's only a handful of guys in, in all of Major League history since the DH has been that, you know, like David Ortiz. Or like, career DH. Correct. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm a DH you know, um, and you would think that his athleticism would eventually would start playing at some defensive position. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then also, you know, in terms of finding a spot, like going back to Bannon, you know, in today's major league baseball, the way teams are finding success is finding these utility guys, guys who can play multiple positions and, and at a high level. So if you get him used to kind of shifting around the diamond early on, Mm -hmm. You know, you might what it might be a good thing where you don't find a place that sticks for him because yeah. like, you know he can actually play three to four positions and right. and, and his bat is never going to fluctuate. You know, we see the Cubs do that a lot with their guys. I think we saw Matt Elias do that a lot in Houston. Yeah, we saw Marwin Gonzalez and just you know become a, a in a different sense of the phrase a five tool player and that you can play multiple positions and still swing a high bat exactly. Um, so that's good that they're kind of mixing him up there. Beyond uh, the 
hitters, let's move over to the pitchers in the, with the Bowie Bay Sox. A couple guys that also came over around the trade deadline last year. Bruce Zimmerman, who's the local guy, as you might remember. He's 24 years old. He came over in the Gosman deal. He's doing really well. ERA, right around a run and a half. 1.57 ERA in four appearances. Awesome strikeout-to-walk ratio. Um, a guy who, at 24, a little bit older, um, but good to see that he's getting things figured out. Maybe he could be getting the call up to Norfolk. And as we know, there's a bus that's just running constantly back and forth right. between Norfolk and um, you know, and Baltimore, especially when it comes to pitchers. So yeah. that kind of progression is good to see. Right, and the 17-4 strikeout-to-walk ratio is, is what's going to really tantalize them to make a yeah. move because – you know, if you're getting outs and not putting guys on base, especially no matter what level that that plays, you know, it's, yep. and and you know that's obviously could change as you find as you face tougher hitters, but if you're putting up those kind of numbers and not allowing runs and getting outs, mm. that that's how you earn a pro- promotion pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And then another guy that I want you want to mention is uh, Zach Pop. 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 Indeed, we know he can make the glove pop. Because he's got great stuff and he's got a, a great fastball, great velocity, and he's been putting up the numbers to back that up so far at Double A. He's 22, so he's the youngest of these three guys that I mentioned. That's what intrigues me. 0.84 ERA in eight games. Um, good to see him get getting back because he was awesome down the stretch with Bowie after he got traded in that Manny Machado deal. He was great for them in the last month and a half of the season, and he's just carrying it right over to this year. Yeah, and and you love to see young guys continue like and it'd be totally reasonable and acceptable if he did take a while to come along because of his age and being traded mid-season but the fact that he's handled that in stride and succeeded with it is 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 great that shows a good character of a kid um the 0.84 era is outstanding no matter what and in eight games too it's not like he's playing minimal games he's getting solid outings and and at a double a level you know that's that's a that's that's good ball yeah, you know, there are good hitters at the double A level, so these three guys, as you mentioned, are interesting to keep an eye on as the season progresses. Do they get a, mo- a call up to Norfolk? Um, that obviously depends on how that Norfolk to Baltimore train yeah. works. If there's openings for them, but it's good to see guys coming out the gate um, and and producing. And like we said earlier, all levels of the Baltimore Orioles farm yeah. system having strong starts to the season. And we know, across the board. and I, I think that a lot of these guys are getting are maybe even more motivated than guys in other systems because they know that they have a great chance. There's an opportunity here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At all levels. Right. And I think we mentioned that even last year, discussing all the trades that the Orioles made, it's like, you know, it probably does suck. We'll never know. But, you know, it's got to hurt a little bit being traded. You know, you kind of feel like... Yeah, it's a blow to your ego. But this is a place that you want to become to because, Mm -hmm. hey, there's, you know, those farm systems like the Braves, like the Dodgers... Loaded guys, loaded major league teams. Mm-hmm. You're coming to a team going through a rebuild. That pre- presents a new opportunity for you to reestablish yourself and go and compete for a major league job. Exactly. All right, let's move on up to the Norfolk Tides um, because you have the, some guys there that are just waiting to get the call up to uh, the Orioles. Got to start with Ryan Mountcastle. Oh, my gosh, that guy. Guy's absolutely crushing. It seems like every night I'm seeing a highlight of a bomb hit yep. by him. Posted by he the, the tides. A, a couple nights ago that looked like oh, it went, went out of the park. A thousand feet. Yeah. yeah, it looked like it went a literal moonshot. Yeah. Like, I, I, it was on Twitter, so I couldn't, and it was dark, like at night, so I couldn't really see. I, I lost the ball. Like, yeah. he hit it that far. Like, I couldn't see where it landed. Yeah, it's always, 
tough because you know the the minor leagues don't have the best camera work right, and all right. that. Yeah. Right. But still, nonetheless, like, yeah, it's like where did that? Where did that? I had to watch the outfielders and see like, oh, that went well over their heads. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, he is just crushing, hitting three hundred. Uh, coming into high. today, coming into the. To, to Wednesday. And he had a great game during the day. But, yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> t- they already played today. They did. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. team high five home runs. Did he hit a home run today? He did. Uh, I don't think he hit a home run, but he drove ah, in six. Yeah, he's slacking. Bench him. Um, no, but oh, oh, God, no, no, no. he hit a <laughs> Or, no, he drove in two, had four hits. His average is up to 324. Wow. 324, Bob. So, he came in today hitting 300 and then went yep. up. 24 points yep, in one game. Four hits. He's He already came in leading the team in RBIs, already leading the team in total bases, already leading the team in homers, Damn. and he had a great day. So you got to wonder, you know, it has to be sooner rather than later, right? That's what you wonder. Um, and I wonder if the aforementioned defensive struggles, um, if they wait to see if he can figure that out before they call him up. That would be my concern as well. And I want to say you almost have to, right? I don't you, think you, I don't think you want to call up a DH, right? You, you, and you don't want what I'm thinking also is you don't want to necessarily call him up, try him out at a position that you know he's probably going to struggle at, and then see him total shot to his confidence, total shot to his confidence, and also like maybe he's focusing. You know, it's a hard enough jump to go from the minors to the bigs in terms of hitting and seeing pitches and stuff, and then to have defensive stuff that you have to learn on top of that, it's going to take away from one side or the other. So, like, maybe he's focusing way too much on defense, can't take the time to focus on offense, and then his offense struggles right out of the gate. Yeah, that that would be my concern, and I think that that's definitely something in the back of their heads. Yeah. The Orioles' front office. Right, and then, yeah, he's one of your top prospects. You, you, You don't want... You don't want him going up and down. Yeah. You know, back and forth, back and forth, because you bring him up, but he's kind of a liability, so he's in him back down, but you need him, yep. but he's in him back You know, so, you know, do you let, just let him ride it out in AAA until you bring him up in September? Or, I, mean, I guess the game will dictate, you know, like yeah. injury will dictate or opportunity will present itself if, if, if it comes. Yeah, I agree with the, let's not rush him. He's hitting fantastic in Norfolk. Does he deserve to be up here at this point? Maybe, but he's not necessarily needed. Yeah. Um, one other guy that I want to talk about that um, also, you know, he there were conversations about keeping him in camp um, because he had an awesome spring training, Chan Sisko. And obviously the Orioles have been uh, moving around their catchers recently, um, designating Pedro, uh, or Jesus, Jesus Sucre, Sucre, rather for assignment. Uh, and then he cleared waivers, so it's good to see that he's going to stay with the organization. Um, they brought Austin Wins back up to the big leagues. Uh, good to see him getting an, an, another opportunity, another crack at it. Uh, but Chan Sisko struggled, no question about it, for the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah. But uh, during this current road trip that they're on, he's got nine hits. He's hitting 300. Uh, had another home run today before we were even able to up there, after we were you know able to update all these stats. Uh, he came into today five hits and two walks in his last 15 plate appearances. He had a homer yesterday, a double, and six RBIs. Well, uh, awesome to see from Francisco because it was tough to see him struggle the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, and as you're, again, another guy. I, I want to talk about the Sucre thing because we, we've talked about how Sucre, when he was with the Orioles, 
how he would have helped a veteran catcher could help like a young pitching staff. Yeah. Now I wonder how can he help a young catcher like Chancisco down in Norfolk. Yeah. And um, you know, Perhaps. and he, and also the young pitchers there, obviously too. But you know, Chances struggled to start the season even after he had a great mm-hmm. spring training, which is you know it's fine. Yeah. You're, again, not needed. Does he deserve to be up here? Maybe, but he's not necessarily needed. Yeah. Austin Wins is up here right now, so it's it's good to see that they have young catchers in in the making coming up. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if Sucre being down there is going to help elevate Chancisco's game and, and he can start turning his season around. He, you mentioned he already kind of has mm-hmm. with the hot streak as of late over the past week. Um, but, yeah, again, only hitting two, two, 224 on the season, uh, just the one homer and 10 RBIs. Is um is not exactly eye opening, right? So if you know, hopefully he he is able to write whatever um was. Uh, but it's also yeah. uh, I mean, it's crazy early for them, it's especially crazy. because they started late. And early for a minor league team is totally different than early for a major league team. Like yeah. when you talk about early for a major league team, you're talking about how they can compete in their division and and make the playoffs and yeah. win a World Series. For the minor league team, early for them is like. There's almost it's never too because like yeah obviously you want them to win mm-hmm. like a, like their own league championship that'd be great but it's probably not too high on the priority list yeah. for the overall theme like yeah. or the overall goal and and the big picture um, so yeah if he can just kind of move along and 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 continue to grow and continue to improve across the season mm-hmm. that's probably what the Orioles are more concerned about rather than just yo he's not playing well for Norfolk yeah exactly. Um, by the way, during this game today, apparently Josh Rogers uh, looked really good. Seven innings, didn't walk a batter, allowed just one run on five hits. Um, and another guy, Yacobonis, who just got an option down, Jimmy Yacobonis, apparently hit triple digits Whoa. on the radar. Guy. Jimmy. Um, it's, we, we talked about you know had the, the bus going back and forth between Norfolk and Baltimore. There are so many guys on this Norfolk roster that already have major league experience. And um, it, it, with the Orioles last year, at the beginning of this year, that we've just seen this constant flux. And it's just going to be interesting to see how many of these guys, you know, if, if Jimmy Yacobonis goes down and crushes it there, you know, it, with Norfolk, is he going to get another opportunity back up here? And to see how they use, you know, who exactly comes out of this on top and who ends up being their pieces later in the season or going forward, that's going to be interesting, especially when it comes to these pitchers. Yeah, it's going to be also interesting just how they kind of use that shuttle, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's like get fair looks at the guys, but mm. I think we've also mentioned like the going back and forth kind of messes with them yeah. a little bit, you know. And you want to get fair looks at, at guys and have them put them in positions to succeed. You yeah. know, it's not like – oh. You know, obviously, the, again, the game will dictate, you know, if you need an emergency starter or an emergency arm, mm-hmm. that's a totally different story. But if, you know, you need right, – you let's let's bring – Jimmy's pitching well down AAA. Do we bring him up because he's pitching well, or do we just keep him here and let it ride it out and keep his confidence up and keep the numbers up? Yeah. You know, do we really need to bring him up at this point? So it'll be interesting to see how they approach that. Um and kind of balance the major league team. Because, again, I, I don't think this season is – I don't want to say it's not of importance, but it's – you know, we know what it is. Yeah. Right? So, I I don't think Michael Elias and his – the people in his office are 
too concerned with the results this year in terms of like record and standings right. and everything, but they want to see improvement by their players. And how do you balance? Well, he, you know, he technically deserves a promotion, but is that good for his long-term development? Right. And, you, you know, are we getting fair looks at him? Yeah, the long-term development is ultimately right. The, yeah, the main the goal. Important. So it, it, I'll, um, it'll be. I'll be curious to see how they balance that with a handful of guys. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about the minor leagues before I touch on one quick thing that actually happened while we were recording this podcast? Um, go check out Paul's piece on the Dumbarton Shorebirds on Mass and Orioles. Thanks, Bob. That's all I want to say. So Trey Mancini got named to. MLB's, I don't even know what this is. They just kind of tweeted out a graphic, but it's cool. Team of the month. Uh, and uh, he is na- he is put right in the left field spot, which is interesting because he has played most of his game so far this year in right field. Huh. Just thought I'd mention that. Who's in, right, kinda, who's in right field? Yelich. And I think Yelich yeah. plays mostly in oh, right so field. This, I guess. Is, this is a major league. Not this just is not American. the AL. This yeah. is not American. Oh. Where, where was it? MLB? Yeah. But Christian Yelich and right. Mike Trout in center, Trey Mancini in left. I mean, Trey's that's pretty good. Crushing pretty good so, uh, company. Three fifty five. Obviously, he's still coming back from that uh, injury. But along that, along those notes, um, we mentioned Orioles are playing a doubleheader today. They're about mm-hmm. to start as we're wrapping up this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Mancini starting the first game mm-hmm. looks like Brandon Hyde said he would not play in the second game, and they brought up Anthony Santander to be the twenty uh, sixth man. So we'll maybe possibly get a look at. Tw- uh, Good old Anthony. And I think people tonight. have been clamoring for that as well, ever since he got optioned right after uh, spring training. Yep. Because he, he was another guy, like Chancisco, had a good spring training, had experience at the big league level, um, and a little bit maybe surprising that he got optioned because he showed flashes. Yeah. Um, so that, that'll that be good to see a, another look from him. Another guy, by the way, Jeffrey Ramirez, mm-hmm. um, who I looked up some of his stats for last year because, um, you know, like his, his first – a couple stats, you know, like his main counting stats were not great. ERA wasn't great. But then you look at – oh, and his record obviously took a hit uh, because at that point, you know, the offense was really struggling. But a lot of his secondary stats on StatCast were above average. Like his um, spin rate was above average. His K rate was above average. So um, another guy that um, has been called up and he's gotten a couple relief opportunities, but – um, just another example of another guy who has experience, who has shown flashes, and could have something with this team going forward. Yeah. Uh, one more note. <laughs> the notes are just rolling in. Yeah. Um, minor league. So, Baseball America just updated their top 100 today, and Grayson Rodriguez cracks the top 100. Hey! Sits at 90, 92, and his fastball, this is via Mass and Steve, Steve Molesky mm-hmm. on Twitter, his fastball gets a 70 grade on the uh, 80-20 scale. And so the Orioles now have four on the top 100 list for Baseball America. D.L. Hall, Yusnel Diaz, Ryan Mancastle, and now Grayson Rodriguez. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good to see. That, that's that's a good handful of players in a top yeah. 100. I'll bet if we asked Mike Elias, though, he would say we want 12 players. On the well, <laughs> yeah. obviously. He would yeah. say we want, you know, just the way that he kind of thinks. I don't think I have a Baseball America login just yet, but, like, who's, like, what – What's a good number of players to have in the top 100? I've like, seen... Um, like, who has the most right now? I think they're... Think? Like, the Padres, typically, like, over the last couple of years, they've had a lot, and they've had, like, nine, uh, maybe that ten. Is a, that is the a Braves lot. have a lot of guys in the top 100. That um, is a lot. Yeah. So, All right, so let's get a little work, more. Work but to do, I mean, but it's still impressive that... Uh, also funny that we just talked about Grayson Rodriguez earlier, and, and then he cracks the top 100. Boom. Good to see. All right, Bobby, where can we find you on Twitter? 
at Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul, where can we find you? At Paul Mancano. Be sure to check us out. Rate, subscribe, give us five stars, please. Could you just pretty please kind of do that? That'd, that'd, be, be, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great that'd for be us. Great. Um, comment, do all that good stuff. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Spotify. Which some people, a lot of people use to listen to podcasts. Yeah. It's very convenient because everyone, the whole tricky thing is that like not everyone has an iPhone, so you can't do Apple Podcasts. Right. Not everyone wants to download the SoundCloud app, so you don't want to sell, but almost everyone has Spotify. Who would think Spotify is the thing that brings humanity together? Let's get it done. all this. Good job, Spotify. Proud of you. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>